Welcome to yet another awaited session of the weekly Sunday satsang organized by North America Institute of Vihangam Yoga. My name is Neetu and I have joined this satsang from Edison, New Jersey. Before we begin this session, let us bow down and offer our prayers to the holy feet of Lord Sadguru Dev. Guru Brahma, Guru Vishnu, Guru Devo Maheshwara, Guru Sakshat Parabrahma, Tasmay Shri Guru Venama. Good morning all. In the current times, our day-to-day -day life gets consumed in fulfilling our physical and mental requirements and social responsibilities. In this fast-paced routine, the requirements of the soul are often forgotten. So I congratulate each one of you for taking some time from your busy schedule to join this session to fulfill the requirements of the soul. Let us get started by welcoming Sadguru Dev to bless this occasion by reciting the Swagat Gan. I request Jessica Ji to start this session with the Swagat Gan. Over to you, Jessica Ji. Jessica Rade, Swagatan. Adyatma Vidya Divya Jyoti Somara Sabara Saiye Dosha Dora Guna Dora Karike Shura Hansa Banaiye Bere Gama Gati Gyana Karajana Shakti Dwarva Hataiye Kule Dwarva Shabda Saga Bhakta Jana Anawaiye Jana Sada Fala Vishwa Shikshaka Shana Anabachaiye Thank you, Jessica Ji. Our next prayer to His Holiness is the Mangal Gan. Let us immerse ourselves in His thoughts and pray to Him to eradicate differences and ills among various classes, communities, and sections, and have universal peace. Let this earth be a heavenly place with plentiful bliss, 
prosperity and peace. I would again request Jessica Ji to sing this beautiful composition. Over to you, Jessica Ji. Mangalan. Vishwa Shanti Nama Mangala Paramaguru Kodiaye Vargadwan Vashanti Dorakara Bava Beda Mitaye Sarva Samasti Sata Yatmarajya Banaye Bisha Basha Bava Jagamaya Yana Paradara Saye Sumidri Suga Shanti Dharatara Swaga Bumi Banaye Bishwa Shikshaka Jana Sadafala Niti Swarva Apanaye Vishwa Shanti Nama Mangala Paramaguru Kodiaye Sataguru Deva Kije Thanks a lot, Jessica Ji, for putting forward the soulful words of Swagat Gan and Mangal Gan across in such a melodious and bhavpoon voice. Today's satsang session is a continuation of the recently introduced section called Swarved Wisdom, where we attempt to understand the meaning of Swarved Dohas that our speaker has selected for today. This will be an interactive session, so please ask questions and share your thoughts and understanding once the speaker has explained the Doha and its meaning. Our speaker for today is Amit Talikarji, who is a sincere disciple of Sadhguru and very knowledgeable. I would request Amit Talikarji to enlighten us. Over to you, Amitji. Uh, thank you, Nituji. Let me share my screen. Uh, Shiranji, if you can give me access. Yeah, you should be able to share now. Thank you. Um, so before we begin, I would like to bow down to uh, and offer my prayers to the feet of Sadhgurudev. Akhandamandalakaram Vyaptam yena characharam Tatpadam darshitam yena Tasmai shri sad gurave namaha Jai sad gurudev um, and thank you, Nituji and Nevi, for giving me this opportunity. So, uh, Sarvet Wisdom um, is a session that Nevi started uh, from last a few weeks. Uh, 
And again, uh, the intent here is to uh, make this more collaborative session. Um, so again, um, some disclaimers here. Um, I would request all of you to participate in this session. Uh, initially, I will share my thoughts, but definitely looking forward for all of you to provide your input as well. Uh, obviously, um, I'm still at the level of mind and intellect. So what I'm going to share is definitely my understanding of this topic and not really the experiences. So um, definitely looking forward for, you know, uh, the experienced disciples to share their thoughts as well. And any questions, feel free to unmute the line and ask uh, towards the end. And what we expect uh, of, you know, uh, doing this sort of wisdom is, um, uh, we should, uh, you know, have in the habit of uh, reading Swarved daily, and uh, we should do that self-study um, uh, for this session. So today, um, the uh, duas that I have selected is um, um, on your screen today. Um, so I would request uh, anyone uh, from the um, uh, participants to read this doa and as well uh, read the basha. Anyone? Yes, I will read it. Thank you. Jeevan Dori Apase DJ Sad Guru Hath Dharavrutti Guru Bhavame Jeevan Sad Guru Sath Basha. अपने जीवन की डोरी सदगुरु के हाथ में देकर अपने स्वभाव को गुरु के विचार के अनुकूल कर उसकी शरण में रहना चाहिए जय सतगुरु थैंक यू शिरंग जी सो सो लेट्स ट्राई टू अंडरस्टैंड दिस दोहा एंड दिस इज फ्रॉम द फिफ्थ मंडल फिफ्थ अध्याय ऑफ सुरवेद एंड देयर आर फ्यू फ्यू यू नो अगेन दिस इज इन हिंदी एंड देयर इज अ ट्रांसलेशन इन इंग्लिश फॉर फ्यू ऑफ द वर्ड्स so be, before we uh, go into the meaning of this dua let's understand all this word means and then uh, at least uh, you know uh, start with some common back understanding and um, background so so let's start with you know some some uh, some observations that happen happens around us right um, in in the real life today so if you see um, across um, if you put multiple individuals into same situation what you would see is they react differently um, and each one probably will have a different kind of response to that situation uh, typical examples are we have seen many times that you know um, a twins um, uh, basically born to the same parents right they get same kind of inputs right um, same kind of uh, uh, support from the family uh, from the teachers and all but when they respond in certain situations um the, their response is pretty different um and, and why i mean we probably need to think why such things happen right even when we listen to let's say a satsang um it quite often how happens that when i discuss the same topic with me and my wife she has some different understanding i have some different understanding and then we talk about it 
So these are the common things that happens around us. Um, so what that tells us is there is definitely some, even though we, we get the same input, there, there is definitely something additional um, that is with us that basically prompt us to take certain actions. So, and, and that is where um, the uh, understanding of uh, the spirituality becomes very important. And um, uh, why this happens is because of our internal state of um, our uh, antakrana. So when we say swabhav, that's basically coming from um, those inner organs. So we know uh, by reading survey, there are four different types of inner organs, uh, mind, chitta, intellect, and ahankar. And those are the ones who basically um, guide us right uh, into some actions, some decisions. And then that's how we react, even though situation may be different. And we know chitta is the camera. So everything and anything that is happening in our life, um, there is a camera that, you know, um, provided to us that captures everything that is going on around us um, when we uh, pay attention to it. And uh, that basically gets stored in the chitta. And, and that is, uh, those are the experiences that drive some of those decisions. And definitely the level of uh, intellect plays a role. And as you know, as, as um, the, the conscious element uh, we have heard in the previous satsang, um, desire, knowledge, and efforts. These are the three conscious properties with us all the time. And based on the, you know, the status or what maturity uh, of knowledge that we have, that would also drive those decisions. So there is quite a lot of variable things here when certain things happen um, or we take certain decisions or we interpret something, right? Why this is important in the context of what we are seeing on the screen is, um, this is, um, again, uh, everyone, probably most of the people on this call understand Hindi, but the, again, the interpretation of Doha will be different for each of them. Um, we have, we have seen, uh, and I think, um, uh, Santosh Ramani, uh, Namdevji, all, uh, when, when he was here, he always says, um, and he has always, you know, said it many times that whenever he talks, that interpretation will be um different for each disciple who is present there and and that interpretation will be based on uh what is your level of upliftment in the spiritual path right what kind of disciple you are and in the swamiji in the survey it has um basically given different types of disciples um and based on that state or your state of inner organs that would decide what how you perceive that knowledge right so let's let's take a couple of real life examples. Um, so let's consider um, a scenario where um, again we we're just talking about this life. Um, so someone is you know in this life never been uh, in touch with the spirituality, right? All he has seen is the materialistic world. So definitely for that person, um, the knowledge is limited um, to um, what he has seen, right? In this life. And definitely his goals will be more focused on uh, what he has seen, right? And which will be more of a materialistic goals. So purpose for that person would be more of a materialistic life, right? Someone who's beginning to understand the spirituality, right? His state will be a little different, right? He probably understand there is a little bit more to, uh, more than the, the materialistic goals, right? And, and there is something more that he needs to pursue. 
and then there is a different types uh, 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 disciple who's probably the deep practitioner of um, sorry, I mean deep practitioner of spirituality. What that means is he is already at a level where he understands or having some experiences about the spirituality. He already connected with the Sadhguru and then trying to follow um, the path of spirituality and that person's involvement and interpretation of what he hears will be different, right? So the whole point of telling all this is uh, how we interpret the Doha, how we interpret at the mind and intellect level will be different from the person who is experiencing this, right? And uh, in the context of Brahma Vidya, Swamiji always says that, you know, Brahma Vidya has two parts. One is the, um, the external knowledge and then the experience, right? So what we are trying to do here as part of Sarvet Wisdom is to understand this at the level of mind and intellect. So um, uh, again, some examples, right? Um, so when we um, go to the prachar and prasar, right? When we when we talk to someone uh, new about Vyangam Yoga, that person may uh, again uh, we have seen that oftentimes that the reaction from the people will be different. Some will be readily ready to join the satsang. Some may be, uh, you know, say directly on your face that they are not interested or something like that, right? So why why those things happens right and again it it based on the uh, type of disciple and Swamiji has um, again said that you know spiritual uh, level would be different and and he has mentioned in the survey there are five different types of um, disciples right on the path of spirituality and those types are uttam um, madhyam kanishta adham and admadam so those are different five types and again the behavior of the person on the spiritual path will differ based on the level of uh, the disciple, right? How far he is on that path. And the Uttam, which is the best disciple, he is very pure from the art and he will, um, so whenever he sees Sadhguru, he will basically surrender to him right then and there compared to the other disciples who are still at the level of mind and intellect, trying to make sense of everything. Um, so point of saying this is again, um, there are different aspects that play in the picture when we interpret something. So um, now let's, and coming back to this um, um, Doha, Jeevan Dori Apase DJ Sadguru Haad, Dhar Rutti Guru Bhavame, Jeevan Sadguru Saad. So Jeevan Ki Dori, let's understand this point, right? So Jeevan Ki Dori, so we, we know Jeevan is a life, right? Dori is, uh, we can call that as a leash, right? So we in, in in a path of spirituality we have to give this leash of our life to someone right so that we get the proper direction right um, control on our life what we're supposed to do in the path of spirituality whatnot right so if you want to understand this in the context of um, a materialistic example um, so yesterday satsang and there was a good example about um, the owner walking a dog right so if if you look at that scenario um, so the owner is walking, right? He has a leash tied to a dog and dog is walking alongside him. So what do you see what's happening there is um, owner is basically controlling, right? Which direction uh, a dog has to go, right? How far he can go, how close he can walk with you, what direction he has to go, right? All that control is done by that leash, um, which is tied to the dog and controlled by the owner, right? So that's context is very important to understand. Um, so. And other important thing that we need to understand here is the purpose of life, right? And what I explained so far, 
purpose of life would be different based on how we spiritually evolve you are and there is nothing right nothing wrong right um uh, and based on the state of the uh, inner organs that's where uh, you choose to decide um, you know what you want to do and that basically um, implies you know some purpose right based on some purpose so here um, uh, so what we have seen example here i mean uh, example of dog was more of a materialistic but when we talk here in the spirituality we need a guiding principle right we need a authoritative source that who, who uh, to whom we can we can basically give this um, give this leash of spirituality right for 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 me right and and then trust that source that he will guide me um, through the um, through, through this process right so um, now the important thing is how, how do we identify what that source is right and uh, who do I who do I provide you know the control of my life right who should I hand over the leash of my spiritual life? Um, and, and that's a very important thing and very important decision in, in the uh, path of spirituality, right? So first thing and pretty important is to understand the purpose of life, right? Which is tied to uh, what kind, I mean, again, that will evolve based on the kind of knowledge that you get. And Swamiji has written in the survey that ultimate goal of human life is to uh, complete the yoga that is union with the supreme being right so that purpose evolves and then second thing important that needs to happen in the life of uh, you know any disciple in the spiritual path is to identify a true holistic sadguru right so there are again in the survey if you read there are quite a lot of guidance that swamiji has given that talks about who that guiding principle right to whom you can um, you can basically surrender, right? And that guiding principle, how to identify him, right? So Swami has mentioned in the survey um, that you ask someone that where, I mean, the, the, the guru who can explain you where is the mind, how mind functions, what mind does, and uh, how you control mind. Um, that is the person and, and where mind resides, right? The someone who can answers, he probably is the, the guru, right? And, and Swamiji has uh, even given in detail in the survey how you identify, right? And obviously Swamiji says in the, in the survey that you don't follow because I'm saying, right? But then um, read this and then experience this, right? In your meditation. And that's the way to realize that you are on the right path, right? So who says all this, right? This is basically uh, a true guru, a true, a true um, guru who's looking for the souls to get liberated, right? Um, that's the one who is a true Sadhguru, a holistic Sadhguru that one should look for, right? And that's the achievement that, you know, a spiritual seeker can have in, in this life, in his life. Um, so now coming back um, to, uh, again, um, this Doha, Swamiji has uh, said here that um, you basically um, surrender, Right, surrender the, the the importance of surrender here in this doa. So, anyone who wants to walk on the path of spirituality, right, um, we definitely understand that sadguru is pretty important, and to meet with the sadguru itself is the achievement in the life uh, time. Uh, then definitely, what we need is another two things: are faith and surrender to the sadguru. Right. 
and in the path of spirituality it is we always hear and in some is written clearly in the survey that the only way you can move forward is um, by complete surrender to the sadguru right and this surrender again as i mentioned um, based on the uh, you know our understanding our um, spiritual level right what type of disciple we we are that that surrender thing will differ uh, for each one of them right um, but swami ji has um, um, swami ji has written one book called atato adhyatma jigyasa right so in that book swami ji has explained the meaning of what does what does it really mean um, when you uh, when you basically and over right the leash of your spiritual life to sadguru and and when that happens right what is the what is the true surrender right when when do you um, um what can you call as ultimate surrender right so swami has mentioned in that book that uh, this happens this is a very high level of uh, meditation or very high level of um, uh, spiritual uh, achievement actually so what happens is right in in the conscious path um there, there is a there is a point in the spiritual journey when a disciple basically reaches at a point where the mind and prana dissolves so we know mind is created by akshar brahma and prana is uh, created by mahashunya so when your consciousness um, and again this is if i can correlate to the levels of yangam yoga this probably um, third or fourth level that's where the mind and uh, it's probably the fourth level um, that's where the mind is so your consciousness reach at a point um, where you you basically pass the point where the mind was created when the prana was created right and then your consciousness reach at a point uh, a zone that is called a zone of sadguru sadguru dev and and swami ji has mentioned in that book that when your consciousness reach at that zone uh, and he called him all call that zone as the sadguru sadan there are two things happens so sadguru presents himself in two forms um the true conscious form um that is nityanand sadguru that is the conscious form of sadguru that is um that is what um disciple experience at that time and other experience that he has is the form of vyakta sadguru that means the form which um the, the the present human form right so those two forms are uh, disciple sees and at that point um that point um the disciple basically totally surrenders to the sadguru and that is actually what is meant by uh, at that level right of consciousness means by true surrendering the the leash of the life to sadguru right and from there sadguru basically drives everything right so that is the meaning that he has explained in that book um and and, and with that i just recall one sansmaran um, that someone has shared um on, on uh, one of the satsang um i don't exactly recall the name of the disciple but the um the, the sansmaran is like this so um so that there was um, there was a i mean there, there is uh, i mean again uh, i don't know the exact uh, time frame of this um, but the disciple used to be um, in a higher level of meditation and um, he was you know he has crossed that self realization stage right and pretty uh, more of a you know at a level of um, 
the true Vyangam Yoga meditation, which is level fourth and level level fourth onwards. And um, he used to sit in the meditation, but he was in that, I mean, in that uh, conscious plane from quite a long time. And he was not progressing from that. So, um, so, uh, and he used to, again, come and visit Swamiji, right? Sit with Swamiji. Um, and and then um, basically, uh, I mean, um, talk about, uh, you know, a uh, few things and then go from there. So what happens is one fine day, um, one of the Swamiji's sevak noticed that um, this person is coming so long. He's always complained about, right? He's stuck in that particular path and not moving forward. What can and, and why Swamiji is not helping? So this sevak asked Swamiji, what, what is the what's happening why he's not i mean he's is doing everything right as as prescribed but he's not moving forward so that time swamiji explains him that during the meditation this disciple experiences two forms of sadguru and he somehow doesn't acknowledge uh, the human form he always goes and acknowledge the conscious form that is not a true surrender so when he will he will understand that true surrender means surrendering both the forms um, that is uh, that when he experiences in the meditation and that's his path forward until that happens he has to be in this uh, stage so that's the level of surrender we are talking here right and um, um, and again the point of sharing the sansmaran is basically um, to to uh, I mean, to basically say the level of uh, right surrender Swamiji is talking in this doa. So this is, again, very high level uh, of, uh, again, understanding needed for, for this doa. Real experience is needed to understand this. Now, um, now let's, let's say, um, let's talk about, right, to reach to this level, right, who, who really can experience this, right? And definitely what we, what we know is, um, uh, a person definitely needs a self a self in, inspection. So everybody says that you know I'm a true disciple. I surrender to Sadhguru. But what that that what that means, right? So there needs to be a self uh, inspection, self test, right, to see where you stand. And Swamiji in the survey has given five different types of disciples. And really, I think some everyone has to evaluate that, right, where we stand in the context of that text, right. Not because I am saying I am surrender. Is that really surrender, or uh, we really, in, in the sense of Sadhguru, have we really surrendered? Right. Second thing is uh, definitely the uh, complete faith, right, um, in the teaching of Sadhguru, and then following what he has prescribed, um, and and definitely um, uh, the the ultimate thing is right, the blessing, right. To experience this doa, we definitely need blessing of Sadhguru. Uh, which can happen by through um, faith in Sadhguru, surrender, and, and basically following his teachings. Um, so, um, so again, at what we talked is very high level, but now let, let's come back, right, at the level of mind and intellect. Um, so at the mind, of, mind and intellect, right, where one person should begin, right, what, what that person should do to start understanding, or at least, you know, trying to... Um, trying to basically, uh, you know, uh, give that leash to Sadhguru, right? What other person can do? So Swamiji has, again, um, uh, you know, provided us the prescription, um, what what should be a daily routine of disciple. Uh, disciple. 
definitely uh, there is a seva satsang sadhana that goes around around it and Swamiji has given 12 important rules um, that every disciple um, from Vihangam Yoga should follow. And, and those rules are, uh, are documented somewhere. But very high level what those 12 rules, I'll just, you know, have one liner for each. So uh, Swamiji says that these 12 rules, the disciple has to somehow remember, right, or try to incorporate in the daily life. First is remember the main purpose of life. Uh, we definitely need to understand what is the main purpose and keep that in the mind um, while uh, basically doing our daily uh, routine. Uh, definitely, we should be devoted to Supreme Being. Uh, we definitely need to understand the importance of human body, each breath that you take. Uh, be eligible for Sadhguru blessings by complete devotion and faith to Sadhguru. Uh, Sadhguru's main aim is to spread the knowledge of Brahma Vidya. Um, so a disciple should definitely participate um, in that and, and basically uh, do an effort to uh, spread this knowledge. Um, and there are three different uh, um, books that Swamiji has recommended that he has written. One definitely is the Swarved. Then there is a Bijak Bhashya and uh, Chaturvedya Brahma Vidya Bhashya. So those are the three recommended books that every disciple should read. Definitely follow the Seva Satsang Sadhana routine. Uh, more focus, right? Uh, again, try to be more uh, loving to others. Um, be thinking about welfare of society. Um, then everyone should, uh, you know, do an effort towards progress of the society how a peace can be in the society. Um, and, and these guidelines that Swami has given, um, no one can change these guidelines and this has to be followed. And the total surrender to the Sadhguru is what will make the progress in the path of spirituality. And once a disciple does a total surrender, that's when he will begin progressing in the path of spirituality. So these are the... 12 high level rules that Swamiji has given that every disciple to follow and that will lead us to experience what is written in this Doha. So with that, I'll, I'll uh, stop here and I will request um, others to please uh, jump in and again, correct me. Again, what I've explained is in the uh, right, in, in, the, uh, uh, in the level of mind and intellect, um, but please uh, join and share your thoughts and any questions, please, please feel free to ask. Thank you. Just a there. Thank you, Amitji, for beautifully explaining the Doha word by word and its meaning and also sharing the Sansmaran with us. Um, at this time, I would like to request if there is any question from the audience or any thoughts that you would like to share on this Doha or if anyone has joined the satsang for the first time, you can come forward and introduce yourself. I have a comment, um, Ranjan. Thank you so much, Amitji and Nituji. I, I think this was very beautifully uh, described in the Doha. Uh, the example which uh, Amitji gave about, um, I think that was a very, very, I would say, uh, impactful uh, example where, um, you know, the uh, level four disciple was unable to progress because he was uh, attributing more 
devotion towards the um, in disembodied Sadhguru versus the embodied form. Um, um, on a similar note, um, what is the uh, what is the uh, what is your uh, thought on uh, let's say if there are two gurus and you are uh, uh, they might look very similar. In my case, it's like Jaggi Jaggi Vasudev Sadhguru. He's also called Sadhguru, but it's a Sadhguru. It's like uh, uneducated guru. That's what it means. And then we have our guru. Uh, um, Sadafal Devji Maharaj. So when you are doing the bhakti, you are trying to, uh, you know, immerse, soak yourself into their form. Um, but both of them you are able to do um, pretty much in the similar kind of devotion. There's no discrimination. One is higher versus you're doing because they're both almighty, in touch with almighty. So I would like to hear your thoughts uh, on that perspective. Is there any conflict of interest there, or what is your thoughts? Thank you, Niranjanji, for your question. And I would like to request Amitji uh, to answer this question. Over to you, Amitji. Um, thank you, Nituji. And again, a very beautiful, uh, very nice, and again, a very thoughtful question here, uh, Niranjanji, as always. Um, so let me let me try you know to share my thoughts and again um, I, I will request um, um, you know uh, additional folks to please jumping and share. Um, but again uh, the, the context again um, the 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 important thing here is again I'll go back to you know what I have what I've read in the survey. The important aspect is uh, again uh, going back right. So everyone who is trying to you know uh, uh, get uh, um the i mean uh, basically the disciples on the path of spirituality i think it's a great effort um definitely um th there is no question that something good is being done there right now the important thing is the purpose right the purpose is what drives um and and that is where um i think uh, it, it makes a big difference right uh, similarly and in, in the survey it swamiji has mentioned five different types of disciples right so what is the purpose of, right? Everyone who are trying to achieve out of the life is again different, right? And that will be, and there will be a guidance or mentor to achieve that for sure, right? So as we, you know, if I take an example of, you know, our school life, right? We begin definitely uh, when, we, when we take birth, who, who's our guru, right? Who's, who's our teacher? Uh, our parents, right? Because they teach us how to walk, um, right, how to eat, how to behave, right? A lot of our um, the sanskaras or or basically guidance in in the initial phase of life come come from uh, our parents, right? Um, or our uh, relatives that we you know work or or live close with. Uh, now, as you as you grow, right, in, in your lifespan, definitely there are teachers, right? Your primary teachers, your middle school, high school, college, whatnot, right? Um, so all that, if you look at the life, right, there is there is always um, a, a different um, teacher basically comes and help you, right? And and um, again, uh, this is more on the materialistic side. But when you talk up the uh, talk about the spiritual side, right? Um, the the again the level of involvement and 
where we what is the purpose right so i will just talk about um, the again then if you look at the nityanadi sadgurudev uh, the conscious form of sadgurudev that is if you look at what is explained in the sarvet the the again the nityanadi sadgurudev is the form of almighty now why he has to come here on this life right when he is at a at a plane where he he can be in that constant uh, right bliss zone the purpose of sadguru coming on this uh, earth is basically or or basically coming and spreading this knowledge here is to upliftment of souls right the souls who wants to get liberated right and 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 if you are looking for that liberation if you have intense belonging or in, intense longing to achieve that that is where the you need an ultimate guru right and that ultimate guru is um the nityanadi sadgurudev and and that nityanadi sadgurudev basically again uh, some more thing to understand here how he spreads his knowledge right he can either appear here or he can basically um transfer that knowledge or that energy into a person a soul who is capable of handling that energy and very pure right uh, jivan mukta yogi so so those are the i mean forms in which um, he basically appears here and and then spread that knowledge right and that is where it is pretty important to understand right um what uh, which level uh, again what's the purpose how i mean what kind of guru that you want to achieve if the goal is the materialistic one again there are uh, again we know right um, there are quite a lot um gods that we worship they have a capability to provide that right then do we really need a spiritual uh, spirituality for that no right the spirituality is more of a liberation right and it's tied to liberation so that's the if someone wants to achieve that level you definitely need an holistic guru not just a materialistic one right and then that's where uh, a, a true um, i mean the uttam shishya right as swamiji calls them who is a pure disciple looking for liberation basically in search of that that guru and he won't stop unless he finds that guru right um and i'll i'll just stop here i know i i i know i did not answer your question directly but but then um it's it's at a minor intellect level i can only share this much but i'll i'll basically ask our um experience uh, you know disciples to share more knowledge and i'm not sure niranjan ji i clearly answered your question but but some thoughts there no that was very beautifully explained amit ji really really appreciate uh, because you said it right uh, nityanadi sadguru functions through divine souls and uh, that's your answer right there and um, um, our guru ji sadaful dev ji maharaj is definitely one of that medium uh, for the nityanadi sadguru and there are others as well and and it's okay because they you know for a father whether it's a son one versus son two uh <laughs> they they're both loving there there's no status difference there uh and and the purpose like you said um you know your devotion what is what what are you devoting for uh is the is is the most important thing because uh if you're seeking the highest possibility of this human form which is seeking liberation or meeting with the almighty which is in the spiritual realm then that's the path and um, 
any materialistic gains. It's a different approach. And the Vedas talks about that, actually. It's a, it's a menu of buffet, buffet system, actually. And, um, and that's where the human intellect is very critical, um, you know, uh, to choose like what, where they want to direct their entire mind and body system into which side. Very much like when you get into a college, you decide it's a prescription, like you want to go into computers or mechanical and so on. And uh, that's the choice that uh, a person has to make. And some people will choose uh, for, uh, you know, other kinds of uh, gratifications as opposed to and and it's just the way it's, uh, that's what happens when you go into a buffet but uh, an intellect which is driven by the uh, the 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 karmic soul which is coming in with the uh, the storehouse of many many lifetimes it will have the inner calling which will direct the intellect about the highest possibility and those intellect will be able to actually use that knowledge and then have that desire and then take the action. So I think uh, it's very, very true. And it's, it's, you know, the analogy works even in the physical realm. And uh, like I, I, I tell some people that, hey, if you want to become a CEO of a company, you need to have certain criteria. And, uh, you know, once you meet that criteria, you can become the CEO. The only problem is in the physical realm, things are limited and temporary. So maybe out of 10,000 people, one will become the CEO because it's a very limited number of seats. And it's a, it's a, it becomes a process of elimination as opposed to inclusion. And that's the beauty of the spiritual realm because it's about absolute inclusion. It's about you meet the criteria and you meet the God. There's, it's an infinite Satchidana. And uh, I think uh, that's what, if that doesn't influence an intellect, that, wow, yes, that's, you're right, that's the way to be. Then, you know, uh, they will be influenced by their karma and maybe many, many lifetimes they will go through to be able to come to that kind of understanding. But that's one of the examples that I tell a lot of people that it's very similar. The analogy, what you're living in a physical realm is no different. The only problem is very limited. And it becomes a process of elimination. Like you want to become a doctor, engineer. It's an elimination process. But this is a process of inclusion. Where do you want to be? Choose your choose your path, actually. So, uh, yeah. So thank you, Amitji. Uh, that was beautifully explained. I'll let anybody else who may have other thoughts to share. Thank you. Thank you, Niranjanji, for the question. And uh, Amitji, for explaining, providing your input, and Niranjanji also for your uh, thoughts on this question you raised. Yeah, I think this is uh, something that everyone should think that where the priority should be actually, because uh, literally in the material world, we are talking about limited, uh, limited everything, limited resources, lim and it's, it's all about entangling into that thing. But in the spiritual world, it's limitless. That's why we call it Shiva. That which does is like limitless. And uh, uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. So, so just, uh, just sorry, go ahead. Uh, someone is talking or? Okay. No, no, please. Yeah. Please so, so just want to add 
couple of things um, to this discussion, right? Um, the, the, the context of soul, right? And also the context of intellect, right? So, um, um, so intellect, right? So the, the, in, in the physical world or, or the intellect that we have, right? And again, um, um, most of the people, right, that deals with the intellect at a physical or the materialistic level, um, that intellect is again based on the uh, the the knowledge acquired, right, by uh, some sort of inputs, right. Either you read, you study, or uh, someone's experiences like that, right. Um, now the intellect also has different aspect, right. So as um, a disciple um, grows in a path of spirituality, there is something called as again uh, I don't remember the exact term, but there is something called as pragya and rutambara. Um, so as as um, the disciple grows um, in the path of spirituality, the, the point comes, right, where uh, all these physical things, right, uh, even the antakarnas, which are part of the materialistic world, they get dissolved, right? And, and that is where, and after that, um, the... Um, the actual uh, spiritual path begins, right? The Vyangam path begins, right? So um, at a level of intellect, if you, if you, I mean, again, um, what we are trying to do here is now, right, be in the materialistic plane and try to think what happens, you know, beyond the, um, beyond the mind and uh, intellect, right? When it dissolves. So when at the higher level, at a soul, when, when soul really, you know, um, when you have that self-realization and beyond, when you are in that conscious plane, um, the, then uh, that's where the pragya and ratambara, right, which is an additional knowledge that that soul gets at some point, right, and that knowledge is the um, that that is pretty different from what materialistic physical uh, intellect that you have, right, and that knowledge is given by sadguru or it is basically fed directly to you, right. Uh, again, I don't have any experience, but that is what is coming from survey. So when we experience something uh, or when we um, so at a higher level of, right, uh, when we talk about the soul and intellect, there is a higher, I mean, um, the um, the experience that soul gate that cannot be explained in the words, uh, right, using mind and intellect. So definitely there is something, and, and, and again, uh, given that we are in the materialistic world, definitely, right, that aspect of mind and intellect will always come in the picture. But what we are truly seeking towards, right, which is liberation, uh, if that's the goal, then it is at the soul and the experience level and at the level of intellect, which is Pragya and Rutambara, right? That cannot be understood in, and, and you, I mean, in, in the context of the, uh, the physical intellect and, and, and the mind. Um, so I'll just add that, right? It's all experience. Um, and, um, and that's where, right, um, the the surveyed or the complete guru comes in the picture right you need someone who can uh, guide you right who has been there who has done this and who can guide you on that path right who can be your compass uh, for spiritual life right um, and, and 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 that's the knowledge that is the wisdom of surveyed right and then that's what uh, Swamiji says right you know first read that understand that right this is and again understand the li uh, in level of um, your intellect and mind but then experience that, right? And that experience is what will basically take you beyond, right? Which you cannot really explain in the words. Um, so I'll just pause there. Thank you.
Thank you, Anirji. Anirji, do you have two minutes or three minutes? Ji, sure, Niranjan ji. Okay. I think this this couplet, the Doha, <clears throat> it's a very vast thing, right? And Swamiji has given many Doha just to justify this Doha. I remember like Swamiji says in the Doha, Atma Samarpan Prabhu Kare. Aapa aap mitai ek as bhagavan ki avarnaman kuch hai. Aapa purna viswas hai. Naam karese hoi par purusaras karate hai. Prabhu prakasa purusoi. Well, when we say about the Jeevan Dori Apse Deji Sadhguru Hart, it's all about a self surrendering. What is self surrendering actually? The state of self-surrender is when the soul, through its own powers and with the blessings of the Sadhguru, surrender itself to the Supreme or God. Surrender cannot happen through the mind, senses, or the elements of nature. That's why Swamiji says, Atma Samarpan Prabhu Kare. Atma Samarpan. The surrender at the level of soul. The body is made up of five elements of nature, right? Which are inert. We all know. <clears throat> they are activated by the mind. And the mind draws the energy of the soul and dissipates it through the sense of organs and gets tasks done in the world. We all know and we experience, we do it. So there are a total of Ten external and four internal senses of the soul. What are the four internal senses? The sensory organs are the mind, number one, intellect, the memory, track, and the and, and we say our egos. The soul itself is separate from its ten external senses which include five karma, the five karma senses and the five gyan senses along with the four internal senses. It is through the senses that the soul experience sorrow or happiness, which performing the various worldly tasks. When everything is happening at the level of the soul, so unless we are surrendering at the level of soul, no matter how much you discuss and talk about the intellect, mind, whatever, that can't make any difference unless we are surrendering at the level of the soul. Within the ten senses are the ten different vital energies that we know. So those vital energies basically in Hindi or Sanskrit we call it as a prana that run the body. If the imbalances of which would, if it would happen, then what, what will happen? It will cause the diseases and the elements in the body. Right? And then we have also uh, three kinds of nadis, right? That are also the main energy centers of the body. So these all are controlled by whom? The conscious energy of the soul. Nothing is beyond that. 
either you call it a uh, nadi is uh, we know about right angla pingla and suspana right monitor the functioning of all the physical organs of the body your heart lungs whatever you uh, name it suspana is the inner nadi which is activated through the practice of bihangam yoga at the stage level of third why we are doing this all what will happen the purpose of doing this all is to get back the conscious energy of the soul which is flowing outside it means whatever organs sensory organs whatever we talked about these are all running with the help of conscious energy of the soul and that's the only reason why we are weak at the level of soul and we do not have a level of surrender at what it should have been but it's all activities whatever you do level 1 level 2 level 3 of the meditation this all to get back the actual energy of the soul to its own the soul is a conscious entity we all know right while the nature and its functions functions whatever we call it are all inert the soul functions through these inert forces of nature and uses the inert substances and when it is free from the influence of the nature and all these substances it's able to become stabilized and established in its true form the pure and the conscious form sentient being of the energy that's the goal right that's why the level of surrender Swami Ji is mentioning in many of the Doha, this is one of them, it should be done at the level of your soul. But that can only happen when these all sensory organs and whatever the part, the external organs and everything, which is running with the help of energy of the soul is stopped. Stopped in the sense means we can give them only when we, we, we know okay, it, is, it is required to be. means those all are under our control now whatever is stages of the mind senses in the pran the soul experiences through the meditation are all within the realm from the nature only which is prakriti however it is only when the soul is seated in its true form in the state of self realization right where it is completely free from the bondage of the nature and that is the state is the able to surrender itself to the supreme god to do this all swami ji mentioning in this show our jeevan dori aap se dijiye sadguru saath surrender yourself first to the lotus feet of the sadguru so that with the technique the tools that he is teaching you with the help of those techniques and tools we are able to control our mind a full control of the mind our senses our organs everything is controlled the first level of surrender is this one we know this our mind our intellect everything is very very powerful and it's beyond the human capacity unless we are surrendering to the lotus feet of the sadguru it is beyond the human capacity to control it that's the reason why we need the sadguru 
who knows the techniques is teaches when you are on that you will be able to control that and once you are controlling then you are regaining back the original energy what you have so does kala prakash hai your the soul the power of your soul is equivalent to 16 sun the energy of the 16 sun where are these why can't we see it because we are not within that we are in the outside with our conscious energy flowing outward in all the directions and where we can and we don't know who we are how powerful we are and these all powers are required to go back that's why it's required right what we do in the third stage of the bhangam yoga when the kundalini awakens the conscious light of the soul reaches the soul and the way for the self realization is paved right the mind with the prana dissolves completely right and the unbidden infinite field of cosmic energy in the entire body which is the place of void and wholeness and ocean of all virtues and the origin of all these creations reaches the soul the soul without any attachment with nature receives this conscious rays from the infinite source of akshar brahma so that till the time soul is attached with this all natural things it cannot receive this conscious energy the infinite source from akshar brahma and that's what swami ji says also in the survey one of the doha like kundalini ke talat mein se sakamp bho aaye dharani dhasi niche chali meru kamp tharaye many of us experienced this already while doing the meditation why our entire body is moving and vibrating all the time when we are in meditation then swami ji further says meru kamp ke hote hi sagar सब अपार दसो दिशा मोती झरे हीरा लाल सोमार शक्ति महामंदिर लगे होवे ऊर्ध खिंचाओ झूले हिंडोला प्रेम का अमृत गंगना हो एवरीथिंग वाज वेरी ब्यूटीफुली एक्सप्लेन्ड इट्स नॉट ओनली वन दोहा देयर आर मेनी व्हिच सपोर्ट्स दिस व्हाई वी नीड दिस काइंड ऑफ डिवाइन डिवोशन एंड सरेंडर टुवर्ड्स द लोटस स्पिरिट ऑफ सद्गुरु because sadguru is the only one who guides us the relation the attachment of the god and the soul is always but still we are in pain why that proves that god the supreme god itself does not guide you he only helps you to reach to the true sadguru who can guide you how to reach the god the soul is the only entity who who having completely realized itself imbibes all attributes of the supreme parmatma and merges within the ultimate we all know this is the actual state of the samadhi which is the real union of the soul with the almighty and the doorway 
to everlasting peace and the happiness. And it is not possible for a yogi to reach this stage without the blessings of the Sadhguru. It's not possible at all. When you go and when you start experiencing in your later stage of your meditation, and you will find that Sadhguru is always there to help you and guide you. That's called the conscious form of the Sadhguru. But without believing the human form of the Sadhguru, you cannot realize the conscious form of the Sadhguru also. It's very hard. That's why the surrender should start right in front of the human form of Sadhguru and behave ourselves at the guidance and whatever the direction has been given and begin our journey in the yoga. Thank you, Jansar Gudeo. Sorry, I took much time, but sorry about that. Over to you, Nituji. Uh, thank you very much, Niranjanji. Uh, you gave us such profound um, wisdom from how you explained about uh, the, the fact that Sadhguru is the one who unites the soul with the Almighty. And the, the soul has such power and it makes us think why we are not able to realize any power of the soul today while it has so much power. It is because the the conscious form or the, the power is all draining away on the outside in Prakriti. So we should, if we think of this fact that the soul has so much of power and why is it that we are not able to real, realize it, then it makes us constantly think that there is something beyond what we are doing today. So the answer then lies in uh, that we should totally surrender ourselves to Sadhguru and the human form of Sadhguru and tread on the path that he has laid out for us. And I think someone in the last satsang, they requested for uh, a detailed session on the 12 uh, niyams that Amit Talikarji also touched upon today. Uh, I think those are going to be covered in the following sessions. So Sadhguru has made it very easy for us to progress on this path, following the 12 Niyams, following the path of uh, Seva, Sadhana and Satsang. And it will be through this constant gradual journey that we will realize ourselves what power there is and then the surrender will come automatically. So that was uh, my understanding. And if I have uh, made any mistakes, please pardon me and correct me. And uh, thank you again, Niranjanji, for uh, explaining more on this Doha. Um, at this time, I would like to again um, ask if there are any other questions or any thoughts on the topic that we have discussed today. Um, please come forward and share your thoughts. Yeah, I have a follow-up question. I think Niranjanji 
um, said something which is absolutely, you know, divine, actually. Um, question I have is, uh, how does the devotion to Sadhguru in the uh, embodied or disembodied or both forms uh, um, lead to the uh, uh, level three Vihangam Yoga or Kundalini rising of that? I just, like, because my understanding is that this is more physical and devotion is spiritual. So what is the connection there? If uh, maybe Niranjanji or someone can, um, you know, highlight a little bit on that. I think uh, that will be helpful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So if you take an example, let's say, if I ask my kid, devote yourself to your study. Is that again a spiritual? So division, the devotion has many meanings. Doing the right thing under someone's guidance with the proper directions, right, is also called devotion. Like, no, I have devoted my time to do this activity to achieve some result. At the level of consciousness, it comes when you start self-realization. Before that, it's the only human form of the body, of the Sadhguru, that you can see. You cannot realize in the conscious form because you are not there. So that's why I said earlier, like we have to start surrendering or devoting ourselves first to human form, which we know it. And when we start realizing, because third stage is the only stage where your Kundli awakens. And once the Kundli awakens, and then what happens? Your pran and mind, both gills dissolved. Dissolve, when, when we say dissolve, actually, it's a two meanings. The pran first dissolves, and then the mind goes beyond the ninth door. And it stays there, remain. But it does not mean when you come back, the mind will not come back. It will go to the ninth door only when it is in the pure form. The third stage, second stage is self. When we say like, we have done our Triveni Asnam. At the second stage level, it happens. And the third levels, because of your mind is outside and inside is purified, then the only third stage level, your susmana gets opened up. Kundalini awakens. Your all eight chakras gets opens automatically with the conscious energy. This all happens only when your mind is purified. Once it is purified, then it takes you. It's the journey of the mind and soul both together unless mind dissolves. So it, it goes together and then both get separated. Mind goes, goes its, its own zone and then the actual journey of the soul starts. We can discuss later sometimes because this is very, you know, even though I can explain, but it's uh, very hard for anyone to understand the reason because we are not at that level. So Niranjanji, you meant 10th uh, door or 9th door? You meant 10th door, right? Yeah, 10th door, sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yes, yes. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. 
so many thing to understand but yeah ninth chakra and 10th door basically yeah no eighth chakra only chakra is eight mm mm-hmm. okay in our body is eighth chakra only yes and, yes yeah and beyond that there is another chakra beyond our yeah. body okay which is the 11th door yeah right so it's is there and then the dwara khidki so it's it's getting smaller and smaller so your the conscious energy of the soul which is surati when it becomes more refined which is holnirati again right that's how it happens the same form but is changing keeps changing and becoming refining and it become nirati and then keeps traveling on the next level so that is different thing of a discussion okay so the devotion you know i mean the question come back to your question the devotion is at the both level so we should be devoting ourselves at the presence of the guru with the form of human form when you start experiencing when you realize yourself then the conscious form of the sadguru appears when it appears but you know okay this is what the sadguru i already saw it you can easily identify yes this is the sadguru i already saw it in the human form and this is what is appearing now in the conscious form also otherwise you will get confused who is he i don't know so this is also happens for the some of the people yes everybody thank you so much thank you uh, again niranjan ji for the question and niranjan ji for uh, sharing your thoughts and providing such input and the way you have explained i think that uh, makes us more curious to understand more about um, how the prana dissolves and how the mind dissolves so i hope we do get an opportunity to hear more from you in upcoming satsang um looking at the time uh, let us move to the next phase of today's satsang which is uh, warrior of the week i'll share my screen so um we would like to inform everyone about an initiative uh, navy has started which is called warrior of the week we all know the best time to meditate is brahma muhurt between 3 am and 5 am most of us fail to do so to encourage this navy started this initiative where participants um who have joined the whatsapp group called brahma muhurt warriors practice brahmamuhurt meditation on their own between 3 am and 5 am and then after they are done with the meditation they uh, report on the whatsapp group that they have done it there is no session to join um and we always encourage people to get motivated by the list of uh, the names that we share every week who, people who have been uh doing meditation every day of the week without fail so if anyone is interested to join this group where they can be motivated also motivate others please do share your names and we will add you to the whatsapp group the warriors of this week are surya alam raju ji tejinder ji shrirang ji bhagwati patel ji maya ji अमित तालेकर जी 
योगेश सिर सागर जी एंड प्राची सिर सागर जी वॉरियर्स ऑफ द वीक आर दो डिसाइपल्स हु डन मेडिटेशन इन ब्रह्मूर्त टाइम विदाउट फेल एवरी डे ऑफ द वीक सो कॉन्ग्रेचुलेशन टू द वॉरियर्स एंड थैंक यू फॉर बींग a constant source of motivation inductees of the week are those disciples who have done meditation for at least one day during the week or most days of the week inductees of this week are lalmani ji vinita kumari ji mayuri krishnan ji and tanuja ji congratulations to the inductees and thank you for motivating us with your sincere efforts again if any one of you is interested to join the whatsapp group for bhamamurth warriors please let us know and we can add you we have now reached the last phase of today's satsang in this phase we chant the short version of vandana आरती एंड शांति पाठ वंदना इज द प्रेयर थ्रू विच वी सीक ब्लेसिंग्स ऑफ द सदगुरु वी रिक्वेस्ट वेलबींग ऑफ हेल्थ वेल्थ एंड सीक हिज ब्लेसिंग्स फॉर स्पिरिचुअल नॉलेज आई वुड रिक्वेस्ट देव जी टू सिंग द लास्ट फ्यू लाइन्स ऑफ वंदना ओवर टू यू देव जी vandana prabhu kopa santa samaj utam sarva dharma achaya he jimi naja asri disindu ki he vishva phatamaya प्रभु साक्षिए जन सदा जन भक्ति दीन आरती इज द प्रेयर ऑफर टू द सदगुरु हियर वी एक्नोलेज द पावर ऑफ ऑल माइटी एंड प्रे दैट ऑल डिसाइपल्स experience eternal joy love and freedom from worries under his holy guidance i request everybody to stand up for the aarti i would request dev ji to sing the last few lines of aarti over to you dev ji guru murati gati chadama sevak नायानकोर फलक फलक निरखतरा गुरु मुराती की ओ 
Shweet, shweet, my shweet, 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 my shweet. Teen Pada Amriti Bara Shweet Mahamada Shweet Ashta Chakra Saba Sunya Para Dara Atara Kipar Tahasadafa Gara Kia Bulipada Sansar. Thank you. Thank you, Devji. The final prayer is Shanti part. In the Shanti part, we chant for peace for everyone who exists in this universe. May Sadhguru Dev bless the entire cosmos with peace, love, and prosperity. I request Devji to recite the last few lines of Shanti part for us. Over to you, Devji. Shanti part. Hey, Prabhu Shanti Sharupaho. Shanti Shanti, my Shanti. Shanti. Shanti 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 Ho Purna Shanti Maya Shanti E Prabhu Shanti Pradhanakara Duraho Sarva Shanti Deva Sadafala Shanti Maya Shanti Shanti Sukashanti Jasa Guru Dev Bhagwan Ki Jai. Jai. Thanks a lot, Devji, for the wonderful recitation of Vandana Arti and Shanti Part in such a soulful voice. Our today's uh, session ends here. Today we learned that only our total surrender to both the conscious and human form of Sadhguru will lead us to progress in the path of spirituality. I would like to thank Jessica Ji, Amit Ji, Dev Ji, Niranjan Ji, Niranjan Kumar Ji for their seva in today's satsang. And I would like to thank all of you for joining the session today and encourage everyone to ponder over the topic we have discussed today. I pray to Sadhguru to bless you with peace, prosperity, and progress. See you all next Sunday at 10.30 a.m. EST on the same Zoom meeting. Have a wonderful day and week ahead. And Jai Sadhguru Dev.